This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Oh well in five years time we could be walking around a zoo With the sun shining down over me and you And there'll be love in the bodies of the elephants Turn up at my hands over your eyes But you'll peek through and there'll be sun, sun, sun All over our bodies and sun, sun, sun All down the next now be sun, sun, sun All over our faces and sun, sun, sun So what the heck, cause I'll be laughing at all of your Silly little jokes and we'll be laughing about how we used to smoke All those stupid little cigarettes and drink stupid wine Cause it's what we needed to have a good time But it was fun, fun, fun when we were drinking, it was fun, fun, fun. This is the vibe. Jump into the music. When the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold. When your dreams all fail and the ones we have. The Reds Report. On the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Twenty sixteen, yeah, it was a good team. From bottom of the league to Wembley twice, dream took the championship by storm. We began with a burst. 
From January, the team dismantled. Financial stability came first. New owners at the realm, a change, a new face. We say goodbye to legends, Rimmo and Crime, they run their race. 2017, more Wembley winners leave. A time for new heroes, is what we're led to believe. 12 in, Dimmy, Liam, Cam, Potts, Mama and Eve, to name a few. Points were hard to come by, to most, this league was new. Just after Christmas, Danny, Kiefer arrived. We couldn't string results together, no matter how hard we tried. We rolled the dice with players that weren't Tarns. Hugbo, Williams, Gardner, Mahoney and Barnes. It was looking tight, but possible. It could have been done. Hecky jumped the Titanic after a terrible run. The half-season Scott, with the low-down top, couldn't save us from the drop as Marais lost the plot. Pride Park was the end, an inevitable down, a team ripped to pieces, a despondent town. June, Stendhal arrives, reactions were mixed. No McCarthy, he'll struggle, Hanover 96. Something about Gagan pressing and watching his country in a pub. I wonder what he thinks of us, our ways, the town, our grub. The sun was out, a TM double dismantled the ewes, a more treble at Spotland, a loss to the Sky Blues. Posh fought to the sword, Wooten beat by a bolt, then two defeats in October, we started to fault. November was sloppy as the fireworks got wet, we went four without a win, we weren't done yet. Blackpool rock, McGeehan's quiff stopped the rot, not losing to others, chasing their dream. What a screamer that was, Mowat said, by me. Kiefer, a massive blow, but Barra and Corley started to grow. South End down to ten. The Reds come up with the answers once again. Walton at Walsall to keep us in it. Brown at the end to go on and win it. Burton a shock. We've blown it and all that lark. Out of our hands, we needed a spark. Fleetwood flattened the shrews and Argyle too. Blackpool was nervy, but we did what we had to do. One game left, it's all in our hand. Over to you, Pompey, and Sunderland. Promotion, it's done, with a game to spare. We can win the league. Can we dream? Do we dare? We are proud of where we came from, and all the things we've achieved. We are Barnsley. It's our time. It's our time. And we, well, we believed. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. It's six minutes past five. You're listening to The Vibe live from the studios at Old Mill Lane. Well, Reds fans, we have done it. Without kicking ball, Barnsley find themselves in the championship next season. And you know why? Because it's written in the stars. Song on so many different styles Cause I got more 
I'm a disciplined child. So when they see me, everybody barack, barack. Man, I'm like a young gun, fully black, barack. I cry teardrops over the massive attack. I only make hits like I work with a racket and back. Look at my jacket and hat. Slow down, berserk. Slow down to earth. I'm bringing gravity back. Adopted by the major. I want my family back. People work hard just to get all their salary tax. Look, I'm just a writer from the ghetto like Mallory Black. Man. Until they hear you out oh. Again, it's a very good afternoon after written in the stars by Tinchy Strider. Kyle, you championship reds. That's it. Get in. We've done it. How are you doing? Well, all the better after last (laughs) night. (laughs) How are you? I I find it a bit surreal, Chris. Because I've not been to a match and so was promoted, it just all feels a little bit like, is it real? It is, isn't it? Tell me it's real. It's real. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like a dream at the minute. But uh, come Saturday when we uh, we win the league, uh, it'll even feel better. Special guest in the studio today, Phil Hall. Phil, tell me it's real. We're up, aren't we? Well, well it is. To be honest, I've had, I've had worse dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, it was a, like you say, it was a bit surreal last night with, with us not playing. Uh, and I'm, obviously I'm watching the scores and Peterborough go 2 nil up and I said, this can't be happening. Then they got it back to 2-2, Portsmouth. I thought, oh, that's it. Here we go. It uh, is a bit brilliant. And I suppose if you look over the season, Chris, 
you know, we, we've had periods where we felt almost hard done by. I'm talking about suspensions, um, Kiefer Moore, you know, sort of like a lengthy injury, Kenny Dougal. Um, really good, promising, then gets a horrible injury, he comes back and then he's injured again. And these last couple of weeks, our luck sort of turned, isn't it? Kiefer Moore comes back, other teams around us start losing. We deserve to go up, don't we? Yeah, we do, we certainly do. Uh, yeah, it did, did feel like at times we were going against the grain and things weren't quite happening for us. And uh, at one point, we, you know, we were doing our job, but people were, were holding on to our coattails. It never felt like they were going to give in. But uh, in the end, we, we proved too much for him, and uh, we've left him in the water. Yeah, I, I, I suppose, Kyle, lots and lots of, on social media, in, in fan groups, people saying that Luton and Barnsley, by, probably by far, you know, the two better teams that they've seen. Um, it's not stopping here, though, is it? Because do you feel that going up as champions is will be even better? Is that something we should seriously aim for? Or are we saying, actually, you know, we're up on way, it, does, it doesn't really matter, or would you, you know... Got a German coach, I suppose. <laughs> he will go for it, won't he? Oh yeah, well we can still go for it. Like we said, we're on the same amount of points, four goals separating us. It's that tight. Um, but whichever team wins the league, they can both feel like they, we can say we've deserved it for certain reasons. So can Luton. Luton were a League Two team last season. Now they're going up to the Championship, so it's going to be a great final end to the season, final day. Uh, we've still got something to play for, like you said. Daniel Sendel's not just going to go, oh, we've, we're promoted. We're definitely going to go for the league, and if we win it, then it's just all the more better for us, isn't it, really? Yeah, and the way you think, we even lent Portsmouth a player. <laughs> it. Um, so let's go back to Saturday, Dan, Phil. Uh, Blackpool at home, it's, it's the final game at home. We have all the presentations and everything, as you do, um, on the pitch. Started a little bit shaky, should I say, with with Blackpool scoring on 15 minutes, and everybody suddenly then your heart drops, doesn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't say a little bit shaky. I'd say mega shaky. It was really shaky, and then Blackpool go ahead with a, a deflected goal. You know, one of those things, and you think, is this going to be our day or not? And then Luton score, and you think, oh no, it's not. But how things turned round, brilliant. You've watched football all well for a long time. Without being too, too dis- long, <laughs> trying to say you're old, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> How, where, where does this team under this manager compare to you in in previous teams that you've seen either get promotion or you know to to the championship, uh, JPT, Premier League team? Where, where does this team sit? And I'm talking about the potential of this team beyond the the potential, particularly give, given their ages. Obviously, we know they're the youngest squad in the entire four divisions. And, and given their ages, if we can keep them together, the potential is is absolutely incredible. No two ways about it. In terms of teams I've seen, yeah, the team of 2016 was good. The team of 20, 2006 that got promotion through the playoffs. Uh, for me, being an old person, shall I say, <laughs> like I am, I was going to say something else. <laughs> Um, you'll never, you'll never better the team of of, of eighty one for me, the, the Norman Hunter team with Ronnie Glavin at all. But hopefully, this this team can go on and improve on that. Yeah, um, Chris, for you, where do you rate this manager? Because as as rightly you said in, in the intro. Everybody was waiting on the man. Moresh was sacked on the day we lost the derby, and then I can remember on social media saying, "Why is not nothing being done? Why is nothing?" And people got impatient, and then it was, felt a little bit like when they announced him that people all went to Google to find out who this fella was. From that first game of the season to now, how? Can you put in words the job that Daniel Stendel's done with this team? Yeah, I mean, we've put a guy from obscurity from you know 
second well second uh, string and over 96 uh, obviously Phil's seen a lot more managers than me in my time you know I was born in 1988 so I've not seen too many managers at Barnsley that have been successful um, in my time I would argue that probably Daniel Wilson did the big you know did the dream took us to the premiership and I didn't think I'd see anything like that again however back then football were a different a different time different era uh, there weren't as much money in the game as there is now there weren't as much competition further down the leagues than there is now um, so I think what we've done in this league we've been surrounded by you know former giants of the game that have got parachute payments they've got a lot of money they've got a lot at their disposal uh, bigger grounds bigger capacity bigger cities uh, bigger incomes bigger wages and uh, we basically fought against all that using statistics uh, great man management uh, beautiful signings, you know, uh, and we've we've gone against the mould effectively, and we've done it. You know, we've done enough, and it, it, you know, I'm absolutely speechless. I, I can't believe it. We've we've done it. You know, we have. Kyle, um, Chris talked about the man management. That's a huge achievement for somebody who hardly spoke English when he came. Bearing in mind that in our squad, we've got people from Scotland, Australia. Help me out. Uh, Senegal, fr- Senegal, Spain. France, <laughs> Spain, Wales. <laughs> what an achievement that is by somebody that was, you know, like he said, you know, the second coach of the sorry, the coach of the second team by Hanover. What do you think is it about how we started that led us to to these players playing better, the results? What is it? Do you think it's just the manner in which he he came in? Is it wiping the slate clean from previous experiences? Is it getting him fitter? Can you put your finger on, I think that is one of the key things that he introduced that led us to where we are now. I'm sure there's many different reasons that you could put forward for that. Um, I think Stendhal's sort of communication with the players and relationship that he's got as we've seen last night when they were all out around town um, he's got that communication he's got that relationship with the players and clearly the players have bought into that this season they've bought into the style of play that Stendhal plays and it is a, a brilliant style of play you know it's so easy on the eye to watch and it's hard to put your finger on because there's so many reasons, so many good reasons what Stan- Stendhal's done for us this season. Straight away, he's a fan's favourite when he comes in in an England shirt watching England after Germany had gone out of the... It's a good move, isn't it? It's a good move. <laughs> Straight away, he's on the fan side. How Straight- to win friends and influence people. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I think a big part of that were Andreas Winkler. He spoke a lot of English, so you know we'll give him credit where it's due. But Dale Tong, again, he's coming and done a just as good as job so well, it's, it's going to be good to see if he keeps him on or brings another German in yeah definitely um, it's nearly 18 minutes past 5 we'll play some music and then we'll start looking ahead at Bristol and what needs to be done and don't forget it's a two hour show today so when we've done the previews and you know how we think the Reds will line up we've got the, the small matter of the award ceremony that we'll be doing today as well
And you're back on the vibe listening to the Reds Report. 20 minutes, uh, 21 minutes past five on a Wednesday afternoon. Two hour show. Uh, we're still in that first part where we discuss how did we go up? We are kicking the ball. Um, I still can't get around the concept. Um, Phil, without giving too much away, because we've got the sort of like awards ceremony um, later on in the show, um, for you, besides the management team on the pitch, who's been the pivotal player that you say that player? Not carry the team because it's a team effort, but that player has stood out from the moment he came till you know nine on the pitch, hundred percent every time. Who, who stood out for you most this season? You say it's not a team effort, Carlo, but it is. That's the point, and that's how we've got where we are. Yeah. Uh, but if I wouldn't pick one out, I'd probably pick three. I'd say Adam Davis, Ethan Pinnock, Alex Mowat. They've been absolutely instrumental, and latterly Corley Woodrow. It's the spine, isn't it? It's yeah. the spine that we so often talk about. <laughs> Let's talk a bit more about Adam Davis because he he comes in at times for criticism. Personally, I find completely unfounded because 
the number of times, if you go back to Portsmouth, for instance, you know, away at Portsmouth saves the penalty. Yep. It's those sorts of points that, you know, we could have still been biting fingernails hoping that Saturday was going to go our way. Um, he's a player that's out of contract. He's a player that's not signed, uh, you know, an extension or a new contract, whereas others have. Is there a real risk of losing Adam Davis despite us going up, do you think? I, I think there is. But it helps that we have gone up. I think if we hadn't gone up, he'd definitely have gone because people would be queuing up to sign him. No two ways about it. I can see why he's keeping his options open. He wanted to see what happened at the end of the season. He's, he's had his critics, as you say, and I agree, totally unfounded because he's a brilliant shot stopper. No two ways about it. Some might say his distribution isn't brilliant, but that's up to other people to sort. I suppose when you keep, is it over 20 clean sheets in a season? Yeah. The occasional you, you've got goal kick right going in the east, and yeah. I can forgive, can't I? Yeah. Um, what about you then, Chris? Who's been there? Who stood out for you? Uh, I feel that Cameron McGeehan absolutely epitomises this Barnsley team. And All besides his hair. <laughs> besides <laughs> his hair. And everything in which Stendhal uh, has put into them, them players. He, he epitomises it, you know, the closing down, uh, the work ethic, the style of football. I think Cameron McGain is, is Mr. Barnes. Went in the middle of the park, it, they all dance to his tune. He presses, somebody else presses, somebody else presses. They all follow with him. Uh, is he the best football in the, in the team? Probably not, because Moat is, is, like Phil said, he, he's impeccable. But Cameron McGain's work ethic and the actually buying into what Stendhal has, uh, has given these players the the ethos. He's uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. Yeah. So, Carl, how important will it be to keep this gang together? It, it you know, it, it, it's been the team effort all over the pitch. There's been quality all over the pitch. There's been goals, no better than actually Liam Lindsay actually scoring a goal for once, Chris. Because yes. you've always said he'll score the winner. And yeah. He <coughs> yeah, I spoke to him uh, not so long back, and uh, he was adamant he wanted to get on the score sheet more. So I just kept saying it in hopes that it had come true, and it came. It came at the right time. <laughs> he listened, didn't he? How key is it then to get these together? Because the, the 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 formula, the success of the formula is youth, ability, and and that management and the type of play. You can't just bring anybody into that and and, and they take over. So, what are, what are your thoughts on potential players leaving and who could you see maybe leaving? Uh, I mean, it is important that we try and keep this squad together, and I think we've got a lot better chance of try, uh, keeping them together now we've in the championship I think if we're in li- League One you'd have a lot of championship clubs sniffing around and it'd be easy for them to say you know what I want to play championship football but because we're there already now I think that gives us more of a chance of keeping them um, there's going to be interest uh, like say, like you said Davis who's not signed a contract yet uh, Pinnock he'll be on a lot of people's radar he's already talking him you know Wigan Leeds etc um, I'm sure Alex Mowat after an impressive season has attracted interest a lot of this team will keep them all we always get that one <laughs> uh, but yeah it's, it's important to try and keep these young people young squad together because they've played under the Stendhal for a full season now and I think we could shock a few t- a few teams in championship under yeah, this definitely. great style of play it's, it's new to everyone in the championship not a lot of people play this style so I think the players could probably pull it off if we keep them together it's a real danger isn't it Phil you talked earlier about uh, previous managers previous squads the, the type of football play is almost like a refreshing sort of that gig and press, that, that high pressing, high intensity. The problem is these days of football, it's not the footballers of the way, it's, it's the agents, isn't it, of luring players and trying to sell them to other ones. 
do you do we have to keep belief in the system of this data sheet that brings these players in? So, for if, for instance, if Ethan Pinnock does leave because he's had a brilliant contract offer somewhere, do we keep faith with, well, actually, we'll just look at the sheet and we'll find the next of it. I will find a new Ethan Pinnock. I, I, I think you've got to, and I think there'll already be names pencilled in, just in case. They, yeah. they will be ahead of the game on that. Uh, and it's worked so well. And let's face it, all of these players, the Ethan Pinnocks, Liam Lindsay's, you name it, they were all unknown yeah, yeah. to most of us, you know, and they've come in, they've fitted, and because we've got the system that identifies them not only as players, but as characters, yeah. that's that's the key. Yeah. We get the people who we know will want to play for this club, and they do. I'm not going to ask you to gossip, Chris, however... I love a gossip. <laughs> no, I thought this is a good question for you. Um, <laughs> Dimitri Cavara's been missing for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Mainly because Jordan Williams has done a fantastic job in that position. Mm. Um, he tweeted after the Blackpool match, and the location on the tweet pointed that he was somewhere in France. Somebody tweeted him saying, are you ill, Dimitri? And he put, no. <laughs> That's it, just no. Um, is that maybe somebody who feel that could be on his way out? Yeah, it's possible, isn't it? I mean, I'm, we're not too sure on what's gone off there. there. Like you said, there has been gossip as to... Just, just, yeah, I don't want to... Because it's... It's thing you, you hear, isn't it? People in the street, people on social media, that he, he's unhappy that he is not in the first team. He's not playing. Yeah, I mean, as fans, we always want the best team to be on the pitch, don't we? Um, you could argue that he's, he's not first choice right back now because, you know, William just has, you know, three or four really good games. Um, it would be a shame to see him go. I'd like him to see him stay. But obviously, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of different factors that, obviously, as fans, we're not aware of. Uh, at this minute in time so it'd be hard to make a decision on that but like Phil says I'm sure that if Dimmy does leave uh, we have to look at bigger picture can we get the right amount of money for him and if so have we lined up people that we can you know you know, reimburse that well reuse that money and, and bring somebody in that equally of uh, Dimmy's quality if not better yeah we're mainly see. Right, we'll play some music when we come back. Uh, we're going to go through the playing squad of this season and uh, we're going to do a little report card and, uh, and give them our grades to see if they passed or not. And Dimitri Cavari, if you're listening, we'll play this one for you. Oh my 
by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Just left half past five, you're listening to The Vibe, nothing wrong with a bit of Simple Minds on a Wednesday afternoon, where you're discussing the Reds and why they've gone up without kicking a ball. Right, um, it's that time of year or season, lads, when we um, we start looking at the playing squad, and we're going to give them a bit of a, a report card. Okay, so um, let's start at the back. Um, Phil, I think it's only suitable that we start with you, Adam Davies, between a one which is... Sorry, mate, you're on your way out. And a 10, probably one of the best keepers we've ever had. How would you rate Adam Davies' performance this season? 10, definitely. I like it. Yeah. Besides being a good keeper, what about his role as captain? I've I've found him more vocal this season than I've I've seen him in previous seasons. It's almost like, because he had a decent back four in front of me, I think some of his confidence has come back. From you know, I, I think giving him the captaincy has, has given him some confidence yeah, as yeah. well. You know, it, it, it can go two ways. It, it can put too much pressure on him, but it hasn't in Adam's case. He's, yeah. he's done a superb job as captain. Yeah. Just to add what Phil's saying um, regarding Adam Davis being captain. Football is a very dangerous game in in terms of off the pitch in this day and age. There's a lot of young players in that team that you know they can be easily influenced. I have no doubt that Adam Davis has got the right mentality and the right mindset to keep them lads on track. What do you That's think, right. Phil? Yep, definitely. I mean, is, is the elder statement to, what is he, statesman at what, 26? 26, 26 yeah. yeah. And, and he is, a, I suppose, a perfect example how you would like a young professional footballer to behave on and off the pitch. Yes. Definitely. There's never any stories about, you know, seen drunken down or this, 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 this. The ultimate professional. A 10. That's a, that's a good way to start. DJ Davis. <laughs> now then, Dimi Cavari for you. Um, nine. Nine. They like that. Yeah, scored some important goals for us this season, hasn't he? He scored the, uh, the equaliser against Scunthorpe. And he scored the first goal in a home game. Kyle? 
Accrington. Accrington at home. <laughs> there we go. Just call uh, Wikipedia. So, you know, they're, they're, they're important games, very tight games, you know, in which we took, what, four points from them. Four points, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and he's done his job at the back, hasn't he? I th- he's filled in at left back at times mm-hmm. this season. Uh, yeah, I think he's been really good. Obviously, he had a lot of injuries and stuff when he first came into Barnsley. That consistent run of playing, been in a good team, been in a winning team, and uh, yeah, he's picked up, picked up brilliant. Is, is it true that... Uh, when Daniel was asked about his opinion of Dimitri, he said nine as well. What does he need to do to get a ten? Um, well, I'm not sure what's gone off yet. There's a bit of he's a bit of a grey area. At in, in fairness, he turned up in London for the PFA Players Awards, yes. so yes. He, he was yeah. there, and you know maybe he was given a break. We don't know, don't we? Well, if he stays, we'll make it a ten. I like it. <laughs> Because I don't want to go through all the players, I'm going to give you the central defence pairing of first Liam Lindsay. Liam Lindsay. Um, I think he doesn't quite get as much recognition because of how good Ethan Pinnock is, but that partnership, you split them up, who knows what happens. For Lindsay, I'd probably say... um, Solid, solid eight nine. He, he he's just. Oh, he's tight, isn't it? it <laughs> students, he's because <laughs> he got injured when Adam Jackson stepped in, I believe, and and again Adam Jackson came in, and to say he'd not been playing for a while, linked really well with Ethan Pinnock, so you know they could work either way. Either Phil or Kyle. Oh, I, I'm not excluding you, Chris, but my memory <laughs> well, is a bit like yours. Like <laughs> there is a stat around, isn't it, that when Liam Lindsay plays, we've not lost. Is yeah. that yeah? Fourteen that games where he's not played, and 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 we've kept, we haven't kept a clean sheet in one of them. Case closed, I suppose. <laughs> um, Ethan Pinnock as well, then. Pinnock, oh, ten, hundred percent. He's been unbelievable, consistent. I don't think he's missed a game this season, has he? No, I, I think he's played every single one, and he's yeah, he's been solid, it, absolutely solid. He's almost that leader in the back four with Adam Davis leading. The back four as well with his captaincy, like you said. Um, yeah, Pinnock being sublime, and we've got a job in our hands to keep him, I believe. It's interesting as well with Pinnock because he's left-footed, isn't he? Playing so on the right, naturally. Yeah. You'd expect him to play yeah. on the left. Yeah. With Lindsay being left-footed, yeah, Pinnock's actually had to adapt his game. You see him play a lot of balls with the outside of his foot, or he has to sweep his body around to actually get in the ball. So I mean, it's not you know, Phil. That's that's yeah. a difficult task, isn't it? Oh, it is definitely. But I, I think the key to, to Ethan Pinnock is he's, he's got such a footballing brain on him, hasn't he? It, he yeah. reads the game yeah, so it's well. clever, very clever. If, if you look at uh, Adibi Cavari, his build, his stature, everything else, and you look at an Ethan Pinnock, you could easily mistake that Ethan Pinnock might be a basketball player because the way he's built and everything, yeah. Yeah. but he's got it up here. Uh, for the listeners, I'm pointing at my head. He's got it up there, <laughs> hasn't he? You know pointing what I mean? somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an interesting one, Phil. Um, Pinny loss. Danny Pinelos. Pinelos. To me, one of the most unsung heroes of Definitely. this season. Very underrated, and he's come into his own in the last few weeks, really. Um, again, he was one like Adam Davies, who got quite a bit of criticism, unfounded for me, in the early yeah. part of the season. But he's put in some cracking performances. He's got a lovely left foot, hasn't he? Let's face it. Yeah. A friend of mine, he's a, he's a Forest fan, and uh, he was absolutely gutted when they let Pinelos leave for, for Spain. And when, he, when we signed him, he said that he's an absolute brilliant signing. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but... He's shone through, hasn't he, Phil? He has, yeah, definitely. It definitely. He, he, and he's made that role his own. I know he was out for a little bit with, with injury, but as soon as he was fit, he, he claimed it again, mm. didn't he? Mm. Um, Dan and Chris, we'll go, uh, we'll go in the midfield. Um, let's go Tiam. 
let's go let's start on that side yeah I think Tiam gets an unfair uh, an unfair gripe from a lot of people it's interesting isn't it because we spoke after the match didn't we we did a little video on, on Saturday after the Blackpool match yeah and you said I think Tiam's been absolutely fantastic I said I would have taken him off after half time yeah, <laughs> but I think that's also I think people view the match different as well I, I really do I think people look at different things and attributes and I'm very much one that follows the ball Hmm. And I think other play, other people sometimes take their eyes and look at, you know, gaps. People create runs that people make, and you know, um, I don't think he's a bad player. Don't get me wrong, no. but at times it just feels like, oh, he's playing. I forget about him. Yeah, he certainly divides opinion. He does, uh, but his ball control in tight areas and somebody's into into play with with Woodrow uh, when we've had Kiefer missing and things like that. Hey, it's been a weird formation because you kind of see like uh, Woodrow dropping back into into like the midfield, and then we're playing like Mamadou as like a left wing, left forward, or is that a position filling? In, 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 is it <laughs> inside forward position. or something like that? Oh, that's going back a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, when were you born? You say. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know he's had a few assists this season. He's he scored some really good goals that have changed games and, and won us some big points this season. So. Yeah, I'm going to give my mama an eight and a half. Eight and a half. It's not bad. Kyle, young Jacob Brownfield, went off injured. Um, absolutely gutted for the lad. I have to say, you know, a young player come through our academy, I think that's always a little bit more special. Plenty, plenty of promise. And then obviously I think he did his hamstring, didn't he? Um, can I just say on that point that where we were sat, he came in the second half, came to sit, and he was constantly on his phone Sky Sports refreshing the scores to see what other teams were doing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas some of the other under twenty threes were on Snapchat and you know all these other apps that they have, and I just that just shows so much maturity and, and what this means to him. So, Jacob Brown. Um, for me, I'd give him a nine, solid nine. He had that little blip where he got sent off at Southend, and he, he had a three-match ban, and then I think he came back straight into the side. And it just, I think that game, I think with it, Walsall, he didn't have a great game. He, he sometimes went missing, but he, he won us them vital three points, which we wouldn't be promoted today if we didn't get them three points. He's done that a few times as well, hasn't he? He's been missing in games, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's come up with an assist or a winner, yeah, and that's that's an absolute brilliant quality. One, one Assists, I think, were for. Um, oh no, that were Barrow who put it across for uh, Brown, wasn't it, against Shrewsbury? Again, a massive goal. Yeah, and uh, you know he, he kept composed and he knows where back at net is, and that's good for him. And, and you know we have to mention that initially at the start of the season, Jacob Brown was a striker. He's played at right back. He's played on the <laughs> wing. Is this? The position that suits him most, would you say? Or the most chance for him to play, given that probably Coley Woodrow and, and Kiefer Moore are in front of him, in, sort of like in the striker options? Yeah, the biggest opportunity he got was when Brad Potts left, and he just filled that role straight away. Fantastic. He played, re- I think, he, on the right where Potts had gone to Preston, so he, he, were, he were really good. But like you said, he's, he was very versatile at the start of the season. He played everywhere. I remember his first game at Coventry where he actually played up front, missed a few. Everyone were getting on his back. He's a young lad, as we said. Um, but just as the season's gone on, as you can see his confidence growing, and, and it's good to see such a young player getting good game time and getting some vital goals for us. Exciting time to be a Barsley fan, not only because we've gone up, but players like Jacob Brown that we've developed to see what he can do in the Championship. Now, Phil, uh, there's a trio of midfielders that have um, definitely earned plenty of praise this season. I'll let you pick one. So, uh, Moad, McGeehan or Kenny Dougal? Who are you picking? I'll pick them all if I could. 
<laughs> for one, I'd go for Alex Mallet, I think, purely for the quality of that <coughs> left foot. Some, some of the balls he's put in with that left foot. Um, I mean, the commitment's there with all three of them. Cameron McGeehan, as, as Chris was saying, epitomises the Barnsley spirit. No two ways about it. Um, Kenny Dougal came in late and then he's been injured in the latter stages but he he really anchored the, that defensive midfield role when he came in he was a really good signing um, but out of the three Alex Mowat shades it for me yeah and report card what we're gonna what we're gonna write on is it nine ten eight improvement needed disruptive in class what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm too generous but I'll give Mowat ten McGee and nine and eight I think. Yeah. Kenny Dougal an eight. I, I I agree with that. Am I right in thinking? I, I said to somebody on Saturday, if Kenny Dougal would have been fit and not had these injuries, I personally feel we could have been promoted early or would have had more points because at times when we seem to be flapping a little bit, Kenny Dougal's always the one that finds that easy pass, the thing that calms things down, that, you know. But what's been your thoughts on him? Because he, he came in, you know, we bought him, I think, on a Friday, started in a friendly against Hull and scored in four minutes. That's always yeah. a, a good way of introducing yourself. Been a difficult season for him, hasn't it, with the injuries? Yeah, it, it has been difficult. And it's interesting you say that, Carol. I just feel that the McGeehan and Moat have got the right balance and, you know, they're in the sync with each other and they both offer a goal for it as well. Um, he has been un- he has been unlucky with, with injuries, and but I think Phil's right. He's a great signing for us, and there's always a chance next season we could play three at Middle at Park if need be, maybe against a team that w- would overrun us in midfield. But yeah, he has got a car made, and he's good signing, really good signing. I like him because he answers me back on Instagram as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying, Cam McGee and Kyle. <laughs> They went out on loan last season to Scunthorpe, who got to the not to play a finals, but he went, they went to the yeah, playoffs. Didn't they? He scored yeah. one of the goals. He scored one of the goals, didn't he? Um, beginning of the season, I was one of the ones that were guilty, saying I don't think he can cut it in this league. You were here when I said in the studio. I've also openly apologised. I like his hair and everything. Um, <sighs> massively improved. How key is he going to be going forward into the championship? And what would you write on this report card? Um, I think he's been outstanding since he came in and he, again he got that opportunity when Dougal were injured against Shrewsbury that Tuesday night um, I'd give him again I'd say nine's fair you know to say that he didn't have that first start you know at season um, but when he came in he made that role his own and as Chris said Alex Mower and McGeehan just work for each other they both bring a goal for it and uh, throughout the season they've chipped in with some valuable goals you know um, Cameron McGeehan scoring against Southend put us 1-0 up when we had 10 men Blackpool away Blackpool yeah exactly um that quiff stopped the rot. <laughs> it certainly did. Um, yeah, he's, he's chipped in with some r- really important goals, and that's why we are been, why we've been promoted. Um, McGeehan, well, he's been in Championship with us before. I remember him scoring against Middlesbrough when we drawed two two at Oakwell. Um, so. You know he's going to get his chance next season, and I just hope he can grab it with both hands as I do with all the players. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to our striker uh, striking options. Um, obviously, we'll draw more main ones. Phil, I just want your opinion on Bearer, mainly because next to you, <laughs> it's probably one of the biggest fans. What's his name? Full name again? Michael Stephen Bearer. Michael Stephen Bearer. <laughs> um, brought in by Stendhal, obviously knowing him from his Hanover days. Come on, what's, what's been your... It's been hit and miss with he, playing time. What, what's he been has your? been a bit hit and miss. It took him a long time to adapt, I think, to the English game. 
but he's, he's got some wonderful touches. If, if anything, I think he's probably the most gifted natural footballer we've got. Um, and he, he's getting better all the time. Um, he, he was way ahead of everybody else on Saturday for me against Blackpool. Yeah. Outstanding game. And he can only get better. I just hope we can sign him permanently. Yeah, and I, I, he has hinted in infields that he wants to stay. I'm sure Stendhal will want him to stay as well. Who wouldn't want to stay at Barnsley? Well, this is it, you see. <laughs> we, we, we did say earlier in the season that with players like Tiam, and I said about Bearer, that he was either, one week he was like Messi, and the other he'd be really messy as in <laughs> you know he had to be taken off at half time but he is very young and it's a big step I suppose from the under 23s at Hanover to the third league in, in, in England um, but you've been impressed by him it's unbelievable when you think about that Jacob Brown who, who's lived in Barnsley you know, grown up in the area uh, has been with the football team for a long time it's took him a while to adapt from the under 23 teams to then play in Barnsley's first team Mike, Stephen Barrer, <laughs> has come from Germany, when he speaks German. He does. He's come yeah. to live in Barnsley. Yeah. He stepped up from an under-23 league into a, a fully-grown man, man league. <laughs> and, you know, he's absolutely running games now. Yeah, and it's not just the football side of it, it's, it's the, the culture difference. You know. Correct, yeah. I, I Coming have, to Barnsley particularly. Yeah, I, I have to... <laughs> we we mentioned up, earlier... Step up. We, we were talking about Adam Davis earlier, we were talking about social media, and that he's always a shining example. Um, a video surfaced today on social media, I don't know if you've seen it, where some of the players are out last night in Leeds with the gaffer. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Magbera is on his... I don't know if it's Snapchat or whatever, he's on this social media app taking a video Mowat is dancing in the street I'm not sorry it's Ethan Pinnock is <laughs> sort of dancing yeah. in the street and Mike Stephen Bear sort of swears uh, player of the year yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that he's part of that team isn't it he's not you know when you said it's it, the, the team Phil mentioned it earlier they're not only good footballers they seem cohesive as a unit and when a player's brought in there's no divisive camps there's, they're all to get in this together aren't they? Yeah and I think that comes with what Phil mentioned earlier about the recruitment not only are they picking players that fit fit the ethos of the club but they're always picking the right characters as well yeah. this group of players are in it together and they have been all season and that's shown hasn't it and that's made it easier for people like uh, Barra to, to just join in and you know there's no outsiders it feels like it does feel like we're one big team there's no division yeah no, and no prima donnas either. No, no whatsoever. I wonder what to wrap this session up. So, um, Coley Woodrow for you. Report card? Ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's settled. I mean, he was very unlucky because it was Lee, medical, injured. Yeah. Everybody was waiting. And there was there was a lot of pressure on him to perform straight away, wasn't there? Because we, we had him. to wait so long for him to come in. Yeah, and I mean, to come in, switch it on straight away... Not only does he link up play, but his goal tally and his assists. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and then losing his strike partner as well. Yep. So. Yep. And he's had to adapt his game and he's, he's overcome that, you know. He's, uh, for me, one of the most promising strikers we've had at the club for quite some time. Kyle. Kiefer, Kiefer, Kiefer. Well, he had that injury, but before that, he were banging him in for fun. Um, and, and he's been. When, as soon as Woodrow came in that partnership, wow, like we, that's what we'd been waiting for. Um, and I think he does a lot more than just score goals. So, 10. It's got to be a 10, hasn't it? Do you tell, think. Tell you what, Carlo, if we'd have kept them both together, they'd have all been playing together all season. Yeah. We'd have done a spinal tap and turned them up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you think about the goal scoring charts. I know, I know Collins of Luton. He's ahead of them both, isn't he? But goals per ratio to game. 
Yeah, they're above him. I would imagine they're he, above him. Colder Wood didn't start well November. I know. Yeah. I know. How many has he got, Kyle? Seven, Nineteen. Nine. Nineteen in all competitions. The good thing is when you got Kyle in the studio, you can just say, "What's the currency of Japan this year? <laughs> and what's it against the euro? <laughs> what's the exchange?" Uh, we're going to have a break. Um, we'll play two pieces of music just so we can get our awards ceremony ready, get our tuxedos on, and uh, get the canapes out. So we'll be back with you in about six minutes' time. The Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. There's something in the way you roll your eyes Takes me back to a better time When I saw it 
everything is good But now you're the only thing that's good Trying to stand up on my own two feet This conversation ain't coming easily And darling, I know it's getting late So what do you say we leave this place? Walk me home in the day Pink walking <laughs> home, listening to the vibe. It's uh, well, it's about three minutes to six. Normally by now, uh, we'd say, "Well, we'll see you all at Oakwell at the Beanbag and uh, have a nice Wednesday evening." But I suppose because we've got up, we've got another hour to go. Yeah, no, look so happy, Chris. You know, <laughs> brought beers. No, so um, on social media, we put out a, uh, a survey with ten questions, and we're going to go through the uh, and for every winner. We're going to try and dedicate a song. And as we're doing so, we've got Chris on the iPad, social media mogul that he is, and he's going to be tweeting well, who wins and what song we're playing for him. And let's see if we can get some reaction going. Hopefully, yeah. So, the first one. It's quite quite an important one, actually, this, this one. Uh, which was the most pivotal moment of the season? So I'll take you through the nominees, and then we'll just have a quick discussion about it, if that's okay. So, first of all, uh, what you could, the nominations were David's penalty save versus Portsmouth away, Mamadou Screamer versus Luton at home, Brown's injury time winner at Walsall away, um, the 6th of June 2018, Daniel Standall's appointment, uh, McGeehan's goal away at South End. So let's start with you then, uh, with you then, Kyle. I mean, there's quite a sort of you know there is goals, injury times winner, good goals, Daniel Standall's appointment. Um, if you were to vote, 
and obviously we're not going to give away who won, but if you were to vote, what, what, what would you have voted for? Um, I mean, for me, it's between two. It's either injury time winner away at Walsall or Stendhal's appointment, because where would we be without Stendhal now? Yeah. You know, so it's between them two. And I'd probably say... Um, Stendhal's appointment because like I said where would we be without him who would be in charge would we have this style of play so yeah that for me it'd be Stendhal's appointment yeah um, I can tell you that 6% of our listeners um, voted for still to come Chris obviously we closed this last night after promotion was guaranteed um Champions on Saturday, that will be a pivotal moment. Yeah, still season, to come. It? I mean, if Luton draw and uh, somebody hits a winner in the 90th minute, or, you know, it could be that moment, couldn't it? But I agree with Kyle. Without uh, without Stendhal's appointment, with all those others, it would have been possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil, Mamadou Screamer versus Luton at home. Um, it's been a season of, of breaking records, hasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Totally. We did all right at home for the first time on Sky, which is normally not one of our <laughs> better fixtures. Um, we've had the unbeaten run at home. Uh, we were the only team that stopped Sunderland scoring when they came to Orgwell. We were the only team to stop, I believe, Luton scoring at their place. So altogether... Besides the promotion, it's been, it's been pretty successful, hasn't it's it? It's been a pretty good season, pitch. hasn't it? It's yeah. been a pretty good season. But for for one pivotal moment for me, I'm going for the Jacob Brown winner at yeah. Walsall. Because that just that was one of our worst performances. The worst. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it was. And we just sneaked it in added time. And that's three points. That's been massive, hasn't it? I, I have to say, blessing me, Dad, because he died last year. He used to say, if you want to be champion, you have to win, learn to win ugly as yeah. well, especially the style of play that we had. And I remember watching that one um, with my mate, and it was one of them that, you know, you had where you had to think, what we're going to do? We're going to pieces. Was this, am I right, thinking, Cal, the first of three matches that were on Sky in a row? Yes. Yes. You know, and those, you those little ingredients just add up, don't they? And they all add up, yeah. and, and they just get us to that line. It does. It does. Um, so, Sorry, I need to now. Just going to check where I've put the music for this one. Um, I can't even remember which one. We've got plenty of music. Ah, yeah, no, I've got it here. So, um, I'll let you announce this one. Before we do, we have to listen to this. That's a wrong one. I wanted the drums. How many people are in this room? These things happen when you do live radio. Um, the winner, <laughs> Kyle. The winner quite clearly as well, isn't it? it, it 44.9% of the vote. Goes to Jacob Brown's injury time winner away at Walsall. And I suppose, uh, watching that on Sky, and for those people that went to Walsall away, we suddenly started believing again. I saw her face Now I'm a believer Now her trace Put out in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried I thought love was more or less A given thing Seems the more I gave What's the use in trying? All you get is pain. 
Well, then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer, not a trace. A doubt in my mind. I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace A doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Yes, I saw her face Now I'm a believer The Reds Report on The Vibe Sponsored by Opium The number one indie bar in Barnsley I'm a believer by the monkeys um, After Jacob's round injury winner at Walsall um, Got you, uh, oh, you gave the most votes to So the winner of the most pivotal moment of the season Brown's injury time winner at Walsall Before we go to the next category Which is one of the most important ones Which is all about haircuts um, Chris <laughs> I'm going to you because you know. Yeah, yeah just an update on the Twitter really. Um, Luke Pendlebury tweeted in saying it's a belting show tonight. Hashtag three blokes talking town. I think he's miscounted. There's four of us. <laughs> uh, he also says adopted Barnsley fan, which is nice to hear. Oh yeah. And he says that we belong on the DAB Reds. Well, we shall see. We we've also I got love uh, Luke. Always, <laughs> always love Luke. What a nice boy. Uh, we've got a, t- a tweeting from uh, Nicky Potter, who says uh, Doug does all the basics very well and seems to read the game solidly. Always in the right place to break up opponents' attacks and takes a yellow card from the team if needed. Cammy's more an attack-minded player, but you can do the dirty stuff. You have great options. So, yeah, thanks for that interaction, uh, Luke and Nicky. Yeah, keep going on the, on the old Twitter machine because Chris knows what he's doing with that. And hashtag, I, have no I haven't got a clue. Um, <laughs> next category is uh, which player has the best haircut of the season? The nominations are Ethan Pinnock, Cameron McGeehan, Mamadou TM, Kiefer Moore. Now, we have to say that we would have put some other players in there, but unfortunately, Moncur and Potts left <laughs> us in January, so it wouldn't be fair to nominate them because they play for opponents. Um, a lot of, I wouldn't say outrage, but a lot of confusion amongst the Reds fans, Phil, when they left, because especially, I suppose, Moncur, they saw as a game-changer, and to sell him... Yeah, to sell him to somebody that is we were direct competition with, like a you know promotion contender, was seen as a, a bad move. Club vindicated themselves now, I suppose, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I mean, you, you don't know all the story behind it, do you? But you can only think, for some reason or other, he didn't quite fit with the model. And, and that's shown since, because yes. he, he struggled at Luton, he's, he's been on the bench most of the time, he's not got into it, he never quite did it for me, he got the potential, but he didn't seem to have the commitment, and maybe that's what we saw in him, yeah. and, 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 and let him go. Brad Potts, 
I, I must admit, I was petrified when Brad Potts went. I thought, that's it, that's the end of the season. But credit yeah. Jacob Brown, he's come in, he's filled in the hole seamlessly. Absolutely. And uh, this is, I suppose, where we have to praise the Barnsley fans. Because from 4-4-2 with Potsy on the wing, we went to 4-4-2 with Brownie on the wing. So we just adapted really quickly and we never really missed well, it. Well, we're a very clever, creative bunch as Barnsley fans, oh, you know. I've always <laughs> said it. I've always said it. Um, Back to Munker, to me he was always a 30-minute player, a bit of impact from the bench, maybe 30 minutes. Lloyd Isgrove left uh, on loan, officially, to Portsmouth, Chris. Um, he's fit, you know. He's still fit. Well, he said that, didn't he? This is, And this is the same every time with Lloyd Isgrove, isn't it? He, he had that OK season with us, you know, promotion season. He scores at Wembley, he becomes a hero. Uh, yeah. We signed him, he, he does nothing then for uh, Southampton. He comes back... He doesn't really get a look in, not, not, not much. He, he gets sold to another club, and then says, no, I've always been available. And well, he's alone, as soon as alone he's, hasn't he? Yeah, alone. sorry, alone. And as soon as he goes to the other club alone, he, he's injured again. Is he just real bad with the injuries, or do you reckon there might be something about personality? Or well, First and foremost, he scored a winner. Well, he scored a goal at Wembley for Barnsley. He will always be remembered yeah, for that goal. We'll so, always remember that. So we'll, n- yeah. we'll never bring him down. We'll never bring him down. You know, we'll always remember him. He's written his name into folklore. That header. Smallest player on pitch. Jump eight times his height, you know. <laughs> Let's get that in first. For whatever reason, it didn't quite happen from then on in, did it? Mm. Or he went back to Southampton, because obviously they, they brought in the under-23s uh, with the cup and stuff. So they played. he basically played in that team for Southampton under-23. Yeah, he didn't play much, did he? Yeah. He come back for us. On a free, so really, you know, you're not gambling much, are you? You're not spending much. Obviously, there's a wage. For whatever reason, Daniel Stendhal didn't fancy him. Whether he could stay fit, again, like Phil said, whether he could buy into the system, whatever. But, you know, financially, it made sense for the club to move him on. I was just going to say, because I think, Kyle, there's a difference between Moncur and Isgrove and Potts. Moncur and Isgrove went because... I think they indicated they didn't want to stay anyway or sign a new contract. I think Brad Potts was just uh, a, a, an offer came in that was too good to turn down, which I believe to be was a record transfer for for, for Preston to bring somebody yeah. in. Um, and we didn't really miss him, did we? No, like we said, Jacob Brown just took that opportunity with both hands, and it still is as we speak, you know. And he's deserved that. We all feared worse when Potts left, as Phil said. We did, really did. When I got in, and we found out that Potts had gone because it were. It all happens really quickly that for transfer. We, oh, there's no, no interest. Then next day he'd gone. Nobody expected it. It were really behind closed doors that transfer. Um, but like we said, Jacob Brown got given that chance, and he took it. And and you know we 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 well. Brad Potts is a dif- distant memory now. Nah. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I saw a tweet from him yesterday congratulating everybody involved in Barnsley Football Club for the promotion. Um, I'll go quickly around the line. When we play Preston at home next season and Brad Potts um, plays for Preston, is he going to get applause or going to get booed? Yeah, by by yourself. I never I'll, I'll boo, never boo I don't, no. He should get an applause, really. I mean, but he, uh, will, he will get applause, so, you yeah. know. Unless he scores the winner in the last minute. And he goes wildly for the punt again. He's got a lot of important goals for us early on in the season, yeah. which would amount to, you know, winning the league. Yeah. And a very likeable player as well. Will he get a medal, Kyle? Does he get a medal? How many how many games does he need to play before he gets a medal? I believe he'd probably get a medal still, Phil. Yeah. Any idea? <laughs> Leave the little holy. It's after six now, you know. <laughs> right, so... Kyle, are you going to do the ultimate again? So, which player has the best haircut this season? Ethan Pinnock, Cameron McGeehan, Mamoru TM, or Kiefer Moore? But let me check that I've got the right sound effect. <laughs> Is this 4.48 seconds, so we need to be quick. So, after the drum roll, announce the winner. He's going right. 
Cameron McGeehan. Sick of 
appreciate ya. See you watching, don't run out of time now. I'm the one, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm the one. I'm the only one. I'm the one. I'm the only one. Another one. Don't you know, girl? Don't you know? Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. This is the first time on the show we play Justin Bieber, may I add. Phil's favourite. Looking at the dancing <laughs> that Chris treated us to with the studio, it might be the last time that we play this I'm as well. Uh, next category in the Retro Awards uh, award ceremony is Goal of the Season. Phil, um, obviously you look at strikers for goals. Um, bit of a hiccup start for Coley Woodrow, which we mentioned, signing injuries he then came on fantastic relationship with Kiefer Moore who then got injured himself we've looked at Brad Potts um, there's been a, a, a fair sort of division between midfield and, and strikers haven't there? and we've had to rely on that haven't we because of various reasons this season yeah we have uh, I mean the interesting thing is that the, the centre-backs haven't scored up until yeah. Saturday when uh, Liam Lindsay got one obviously um, so we've needed to go some midfield um, but the, the two strikers given the, the amount of games they've played I think Coley's got 19 now mm. Kiefer's got 18 I think if I'm right so you know and they've probably only played 20 games apiece yeah, they've had half a season each haven't yeah, they effectively yeah. so a goal each on Saturday be good wouldn't it Chris? <laughs> certainly <laughs> would yeah might be irrelevant but yeah We'll take a goal each Saturday. How impressive have you been? Because Kiefer Moore, you know, we looked at last year and, you know, I suppose under the manager that we had then, which we'll not name, you know, the yeah. second-hand uh, Mourinho that we that we brought in. Things, you know, behind the scenes weren't very well either, were they? So no. it, it, it's very hard to get the best out of a player. How impressed have you been with him, especially coming back from that injury? Because we, th- we thought he was out for the season. Yeah. He's made a comeback. And he's not shied away from any headers or, or any anything whatsoever, is he? No, and he gives us an option B, doesn't he? He gives us a plan B, which which we needed. And it's another body on the bench, and yeah, he's not back to sharpness, yeah, he's not back to fitness, but just that boost alone within the dressing room, you know, he's probably got us over the line in the end. Yeah, and I think, Kyle, it's fair to say that having Kiefer Moore on the pitch, especially in defensive situations, you know, he's on that goal line, isn't he? Clearing yeah. and, and, and doing everything else. Um... Do you feel that um, that Kiefer Moore has brought Coley Woodrow on as well? As in, do we get more out of Coley when when, when, um, Kiefer Moore is playing? 100%, yeah. I believe that that is the partnership, and it's the partnership all fans wanted as soon as we signed Woodrow. Of course, he were injured for a bit, but not only are they a good partnership on the the field, they've got the really good friends off the field, and that sort of bonding time as well, that'll help them a lot to take it into a game. So I think overall their partnership is just blossoming him in and long may it continue yeah there was a lot on social media Phil when Kiefer Moore got injured to that you know this is it now we'll never get promoted we should have brought another striker and you know the world came to an end and sometimes just having faith in the club can pay dividends as well can't it definitely and it's proved to be the case it's it's worked you know who knows if we could have paid big money for a striker in January it could have flopped yeah 
Yeah. Or, or oh, Will Grigg. Wouldn't have fitted in with Cody Woodrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. He could yeah. have fought well, Will Grigg, four yeah. million and how much he's in. Four million and four goals. And Wigan must be laughing the, their heads off. Yeah. Um, is it fair to say that the only person maybe not contributing as much to the goals is your friend, Mike Stephen Bearer? He scored a couple of weeks ago, um, Shrewsbury at home, wasn't it, on, on the Friday? Yeah. Um, he scored and then he stood in front of goal. I, I don't know if he was overjoyed, but he, he, he didn't really celebrate. Is there more to come? Is there more to come from this lad? Uh, I don't know what more you want from him. Uh, he's putting. Well, uh, if you play him in that number 10 role, you, you know. He's, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of assists, hasn't he? He's put a lot on the plate <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> he, can't, he can't set himself up, Carlo. <laughs> He could. <laughs> right. Um, let's look at the nominations and then I'll hand over to Kyle to announce the winner. There's quite a few here. Um, so the nominations for goal of the season. Mamadou Tiam versus Oxford United, yeah. opening day of the season. Kiefer Moore versus Rochdale. That was the... Um, I think it wasn't it? He got a um, hat-trick. Hat-trick, he yeah, did, hat-trick. yeah. Dimitri Cavari versus Scunthorpe United. That's when he was on the left and he sort of cut in and yeah. let fly. Alex Mowat versus Plymouth Argyle. What a goal by me. Jacob Brown versus Peterborough. Mamaru Tiam versus Charlton Athletic. Corley Woodrow versus Coventry. Corley Woodrow versus Southend. Alex Mowat versus Bristol Rovers and Corley Woodrow versus AFC Wimbledon. Uh, what we'll do is we'll play this drum roll and then describe the goal first and then say who's won. All right, yeah. That's because I can never remember what it was like. Three seconds. Two. One. Thunderball of a goal by Mamadou Tiam against Charlton Athletic at home. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Put the mic up, I can actually hear myself. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> John Parr, uh, singing Man in Motion from the film Sent Almost Fire. Uh, John Parr lives in Doncaster. Just thought putting it out there so you know. Um, before we go to the next question, uh, I want to talk. friend. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the club. Um, we've we've seen. Lots and lots of changes on and off the pitch, Phil, uh, of the last couple of years, I suppose, with obviously Patrick Crine, uh, Norman Rimmington passing, uh, the club getting sold, then we had Gaultier coming in, then Gaultier leaving. This year, for me, um, I think the club has made some huge, really clever good moves and I'm thinking about the letter Gauthier sent to the, 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 the fan that was suffering from mental health um, some of the takeover days that they do, you're talking Western Park uh, the the way they dealt with the Stephen Croft incident on the pitch um, but before that I suppose most of all Chris, free sanitary products for ladies at all well yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that Carl um, the thing is historically in football it's it, it's been a men it's been a men's game. It's been a man yeah. man only sport. Uh, you know, predominantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we live in a modern day society in this day and age where everybody is welcome everywhere, and rightfully so. Now, if that means making it easier for females to come and watch Barnsley Football Club, if that makes them more comfortable in that environment, then so be it. This game's for everybody. It's everybody's game. And the more people we get in the ground, the more people we get support, the more successful the club will be. Yeah. And, and, and everything that we do, you know, has to feed into that. Uh, a friend of mine came to the match with me this season uh, to watch Luton. He suffers severely with Asperger's. Um, we, we changed his ticket to West Ham. Let us change his ticket to West Ham just because it was close to the ground, not high up, uh, sat near the pitch. He absolutely loved it. You know, we, we make this game for everybody. You know, it's our town, it's our club. And it has to be shared with everybody. And if we can make it easier for everybody to come to that ground, so be it. I have to applaud the the club at huge. A few years ago, I arranged a takeover day for for the, the Barsley fostering service for Barsley children to stay with Barsley foster carers, like like we do. Um, it was it, that dropped this year at the same time as the junior takeover day. And I I approached the club saying, wouldn't it be nice if some of these kids in care could do some of those roles? But the problem is they can't go on social media. You can't announce the names. You know, not a problem. Send us four or five, and, and the feedback I've had from some of these kids that have got some real trauma to be yeah. treated to the, you know, absolutely, absolutely spot on. The incident with Steve Croft, I mean, that was, I remember walking home that night with tears in my eyes, A, because it was going to be sitting here as family, as yourself, regular yep. in the area of the West End. Um, the way they, they dealt with that, a huge amount of, of, of empathy from, from everybody, really, wasn't it? Because they, they, yeah. they, they, they got it right in the undernight. They did, absolutely. And, and to be fair, so did Burton Albion. Yeah. You know, and, and that really hits the nail on the head because Burton Albion, like us, are a small, friendly, local club. Yeah. You look at the lack of Bolton Wanderers at the moment, or all that they're going through, that's a business, it's not a club. No. We, we are a club, all right, you've got to run it as a business to a certain extent, but we manage it well. We're a friendly club. You've only got to look at all the work that went on with the Heritage Project over the last couple of years, yeah, um, yeah. which I've been heavily involved in. But, I mean, the, the display in the East Stand concourse now is, is 
superb. The stats almost belong back to the fans, don't yeah. they? That's what it feels like. You, you feel it's not just concrete and metal. It's it's a, a welcoming place and it's a place where you take children or relatives. You can say that's that moment and it's, that's when we went and got the JVT. That's Adam Hamble's won the goal at Wembley and that's important, yeah. isn't it, Chris? It when is, yeah, it, we've got Ben Mosley coming on the show here, twenty second of May, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And I know you're going to come along, Phil, as yeah, well. True. And uh, we'll, we'll cover that and, and talk about you know. You give you give somewhere a little bit of respect. You care like that. People look after it. I think people were really going to be vandalised, not looked after. I think people really appreciate it. I, th- I think the fans own it, don't they? And that's I think that's really that's important. They felt yeah. included. Um, I am allowed to say now. I spoke to Steve on Saturday. Um, Steve Croft actually at Burton tonight, uh, doing a presentation at their end of year awards. Brilliant. Um, to their physio who was the first on the scene and obviously he died I think it was twice that, but because of the work of that physio and wow. I do think without getting too sentimental there will forever be a friendly bond between Burton and Barnsley I mean we, we came down together didn't we but I think the work on the pitch that day by doctors by paramedics and by everybody it wasn't about the football anymore, wasn't it? Somebody's life was sort of like in danger and everybody just stepped in. And the Burton fans especially, there was, you know, when the helicopter sort of came down, I don't know if you were at the match. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's, it's, it still stays with me now of football didn't matter that day, did it, when you came home? It was just about, I hope he's all right. We need Burton to come on next season so we can have the Stephen Croft derby in the championship. I think we should. Chris no, Asquith, it, it really guys. unified things though, didn't it? it did. That was the thing. Yeah, I think, know, I think and, I, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It yeah. put football in perspective, didn't yeah, it? That's right. And, and in that respect, though, Kyle, it's been really hard because Gorgier left at the end of January to take over the position at Nice. Two days after he, we had him in the, in the well, we had him now when he was the guest of our show in the, in the <laughs> theatre, um, and since then. We haven't had a CEO. Now, if I take you back a few years, the last time we didn't have a CEO, Conor Horan went, Sam Winnall went, you know, all these players sort of left. Now, uh, Paul Conway said he'll, he'll temporarily look after things, and it's remained a steady ship, hasn't it? Yeah, it's remained a steady ship. Like you said, he was a massive part, was uh, Gautier, uh, not just off the pitch, a massive figure. He travelled to away games, which you like as fans to interact. Um... And, and Nice, because we're all unsure, because it's all in this little bubble with Chien Lee, and we, we were sort of unsure what would happen. Um, but he still comes back regular to Oakle. I've seen him a few times yeah. in, in yeah. press box um, with his little young daughter. And uh, he, I think he tweeted us last I night. I was just going to say, he tweeted yeah. yesterday, and we tweeted him, and he tweeted us back. I don't the know. Three what word it, review. Three words. We're going to cover in a bit, aren't we? We're going to cover yeah. in a bit. So um, let's go then to, which I think is a an award or a category that really means something to me, which is the most underrated player. I know the haircut's really important, but the most underrated <laughs> player. Um, I'll go to you, Phil, first of all. So without giving away the winner, um, let's talk a little bit about each of the nominations. Liam Lindsay is one. Well, you, you spoke earlier about Liam Lindsay. Yeah, he tends to be a bit overshadowed by Ethan Pinnock, but what, what a pairing they are. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Dimitri Cavari. Yep, um, obviously the last couple of weeks things have gone a little awry, we don't know how, why, what or when, um, but overall he, he's just like a man mountain isn't he? Yeah. The, the, those runs from the back, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to criticise anything you'd say that he, he ploughs upfield at 100 miles an hour. And it's like a steam back. train isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and he reverses back like yeah. a Raya Robin. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan Hedges? Ryan Hedges, very underrated for me. Yeah, and, and he's, he's just not, never had the run of games that I think he needs. I think if he had seven or eight games on the trot, you'd, you'd see that the real quality that's there, and it is there. Uh, 
completely agree with you. I felt so sorry. For, I don't know that he, he played in the friendly for Wales against Trinidad and Tobago, and he got man of the match. And then yeah. there were a qualifier four days later, and he got on the bench and he get a minute. But I suppose the position he plays in with somebody like a Gareth Bale playing in there, it's always going to be hard, isn't it? Um, Mamadou Tiam. Oh, yeah. Good and bad, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you, there's no middle with Mamadou. He either has an absolutely blinding game and scores a couple of belters, or he drifts in and out of games. But still, still, the quality's there. Yeah, definitely. And the last one is Danny Pinilos. Again, massively underrated for me. Quality player, steady. Doesn't make mistakes. That's probably why you don't notice him so much. Yeah. But he just gets on with the job. Got a lovely left foot. Yeah. Well, you forget he's playing. He's doing a good job, isn't he? Right, Kyle. I turn back to you. Four point four eight seconds of drum roll, <laughs> and then you can answer the winner. A quite clear winner was Danny Pinios. Yeah, Danny Pinios winning with forty-seven percent of the votes. That also meant we had a little problem because he's Spanish. Yeah. I didn't want to play Despacito because I'm sick of it. <laughs> it is over. So I went back in the archives and looking back at the holiday that I had about four years ago in Lanzarote, I came across this. So Danny, if you're listening, I don't know how you say it in Spanish, but this one's for you.
I will be perfectly honest with you. I have no idea what that song is about. <laughs> but we used to do. It's about wa- being promoted to the championship. Is what I thought about. so because yeah. I, I used to water aerobics with, with my wife while we were at Lanzarote, and it's just <laughs> one of them sort of rhythms that you thought, yeah. Listen, the lad's Spanish. He's the most underrated player. Um, anything on Twitter, Chris? We have got a few bits and bobs on Twitter. We've got Andy Asquith, who's uh, who's saying that you got him muddled up with somebody called Chris. Yeah, I'm just making sure he's listening because he always says he listens. So if I make an obvious mistake, I'm waiting for him to tweet me so I know he's <laughs> definitely listening. So nice to have you with you. Are you either in the bath with your iPad in front of you or in the kitchen with a uh, a glass of Coors Light? Send us a picture so we know where you are. <laughs> let's, no, no, let's, no bath pics, please. Um, we've also got a tweet from uh, Capaldern Labs who's uh, retweeted Red Report. Great show, chaps. Brilliant season and credit to all involved. I'm not a Barnsley fan, but it's a place I call home and I'm made up for the Reds. Highlight for me was Tiam's Belter versus Luton. Good luck in the Championship. Hopefully more attractive football to come. We've also got a tweet from Johnny Middleton. Surprised you guys didn't play Sexy and I Know It for Cameron McGeehan. Oh, listen, well, there's, there's other songs to come. <laughs> but not that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we're up to date on Twitter, Carlo. Uh, yeah, because the next one, uh, next uh, category, is the best signing or loan of the season. Now... We only had four nominations because the good thing is, for, for once in a long time, the, the players we brought in on loan were with the uh, uh, you know, purpose of, of yeah. buying them under. And besides Mike Bearer, um, so nominations were Callum Styles, who we bought at the beginning of the season, loaned him back to Bury, and he came back in January. Mike Bearer, who we spoke about before. Chris, stop stalking. Uh, Kenny Dougal, <laughs> one of my personal favourites, and Coley Woodrow. Um, We've spoke about most of these players, so let's just get to the drum roll, and then let's talk a little bit about the winner. I knew Callum Styles would win. I knew it. <laughs> a very, very clear winner. Corley Woodrow with a massive amount. Uh, yeah, just eighty-nine percent of the votes. And I, I suppose that's about goal. Kenny Dougal's been very unlucky, I suppose, with the injuries that he's had. And Mike Bearer, um, completely agree with Phil. There is one hell of a player in there and with a consistent run of football and that confidence and being amongst those lads that he plays with um, definitely more to come from Agbera so Styles, Styles looks like a baller when he's played yeah well, you don't mess with him do you you know what <laughs> I mean he's like um, it, it's going to be and we've got the striker I've always forget his name you know, we bought him from Middlesbrough but he's on, he was at Lona Bradford yeah Miller George Miller, Miller. George Miller. St- George, still him to come as well um, Coley Woodrow was the winner so there you're thinking well, what can we possibly play for Coley Woodrow and then I remember this song Chris how does it go what they keep singing in the West End <laughs> play it Carlo come on I'll join in <laughs> Here comes the hot step up, I'm the lyrical gangster, big up the crew in the area, still have it like that, no, no, we don't die, yes, we multiply, anyone press will hear the ballet sing, act like you know, recall, I know what both don't know, touch them up and go, oh, cha-cha-ching. Still living like that Extraordinary Juice like a strawberry Money to burn, baby All of the time Cause the fit is made 
to the vibe it's at uh, 17 16 minutes to 7 and we're still live on the air I love these two hour specials <laughs> couldn't do them every week though feeling quite tired um, <laughs> next most memorable moment of the 2018-2019 season uh, there were three um, nominations first one was the opening day and the formal introduction of Daniel Stendhal which was proven to be quite pivotal um, next was Kiefer Moore returning after head injury and then Steve Croft returning to Oakwell in a rearranged fixture at home versus Burton after his cardiac arrest in the, in the original fixture. Um, Phil, we spoke about this before. Don't want to spend too long because we have spoke about it. But on the day, th- things like that could go wrong, could they? And I don't mean with Steve, but the way things are handled, you know, fans. Somebody said to me on the way home to my car, um, and he said, I've, I've had a season ticket for like 30 odd years. He says, but... I cried on the way out, not because I'm missing my match, but he's one of us. And like yourself, I talk well, there's, there's lots of people behind the scenes that people might see or, or do, but for a long time, they've, they've become the fabric of our club. I'm talking about Laurie, I'm talking about Steve, yeah. yourself with Hospital I mean, Radio. I, I mean, Steve, 
very very quiet guy yeah. ne never says much to anybody but he's always there and he puts an awful lot of work in so it, it hit home to everybody it would hit home if it was anybody but particularly yeah. with it being steve yeah definitely um we'll go straight to the results because we've got quite a few questions to go to so most memorable moment for the 2018-2019 season the winner is three seconds left are you ready kyle <laughs> you can do this Kiefer Moore returns after his head injury away at gillingham i'm just looking for the song oh it's there so if you want to listen if you want to sing at home chris if you want to sing i can leave your microphone on <laughs> yeah We've got about five questions left. We'll be on that till probably just after seven o'clock. You're listening to The Vibe. This is The Vibe Report.
I can't think of any other circumstance than Kiefer Moore winning this category for us playing Casey and the Sunshine Band with Baby Give It Up. By the way, Andy Asquith and uh, Burton, fantastic dancing in the kitchen, mate. We are all very impressed here at the Reds Report. Um, right, few categories left. The next one is which player has surprised you most this season? That's a really close call. Um... We've, we've talked about all these players, so I, I don't want to go over all ground just trying to fill two hours. So, uh, nominations, Adam Davies, Cameron McGeehan, Dimitri Cavare, and Alex Mowat. I can tell you that there was 1.02% between second place and the winner. Um, in second place was Cameron McGeehan, and the winner, hold on, drum roll, here we go. Alex Mowat. Yeah, we've depended on him this season, haven't we? Yeah. on me. That one was for Alex Mowat. Um, next category is Best Team Performance. Before we go there, some uh, Twittery tweets you might want to read out, Chris. Yeah, so apparently we've just been on Look North, have me and Kyle, which is very nice, <laughs> talking about our beloved we'll <laughs> Barnsley FC. Yeah, so we've had a tweet from uh, Barnsley Simon, who's, who's DJ, does a spot yesterday. Mod World. Yeah, Mod Mod World. And a great spot, by the way. And he was on just before the game. I listened to it yesterday. Um, he's put. Um, 
You face for the radio, Reds. He's basically said, uh, only Carlo missing from the Reds report team on Look North. Hashtag faces for the radio. Hashtag Kyle and Chris. I'm not sure what you're saying there, uh, Barsley Syme, <laughs> but uh, I don't think you're sure that good yesterday, actually. I've changed my mind. Um, and then he's, he's tweeted about you, uh, Carlo. He's saying, I'm guessing that you were busy trying to get folks to wave the flags. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Forcing people into holding flags, Carlo. Free kick off at Oakwell. Come and see me if you want to hold the flag. <laughs> Free, by the way. I don't need anyone. <laughs> Come and see me and Kyle. Um, Kyle, best team performance. Um, there's been a few, hasn't it? I suppose in a season where you get promoted and where you've beaten you know, all these records. Um, the shortlist was Southend away, Bradford at home, Accrington away, Luton at home, Plymouth away and Peterborough away. Without giving it away... Why do you think this 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 particular one? I'm just pointing it out here. Has yeah, one. I went to this particular one. I watched it. I think it's Did because you? we like defied the odds for this one, didn't we? We defied the odds, is what I'd say. A lot of people didn't back us in this game. Am I right in thinking at that time this team was top of the league? Correct. Yeah, and we destroyed them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you've probably guessed now. You're probably shouting at your <laughs> mobile device, <laughs> tablets, <laughs> or the makes it available, iPads. Uh, the winner. Peterborough United away at home. Yeah. Away at home. Away from home, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. He's been two hours nearly, Kyle. It's a new format next season. We're going to play him away at home. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. That's my bedtime. Uh, that was the best team performance. This is the one that Kyle has been waiting for all afternoon, mainly for the song that we're going to play. Um, now, I suppose if, if you put an age, because this is the young player of the season, Phil, what. To us, they're all young, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it, is, 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 what, what is young class? Is it 23 and under? I, I don't even know what young is these days because <laughs> half the team could have been in this. under 14. Well, yeah, some, yeah. So, um, who is your young player of the season? Um, three nominations the Williams brothers, they're not brothers, but that's <laughs> the same surname. Uh, ben Williams, Jordan Williams, and Jacob Brown. Um, I think it was a very, well, maybe not unfair, it's a very obvious category. I think purely based on the game time. So, if you know who the winner is, you probably know what song we're going to play as well. But first we do this. And because you're all waiting for the song, we're going to do it again. And just in case you missed it... Jacob Brown. Dynamite. <laughs> 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 
Jacob Brown Report on the Vibe <laughs> Sponsored by OPM <laughs> The number one indie bar in Barnsley I've just ripped up that the application we made you know to join the choir it's just we're not going to do we're going to just well, have another, good. Season, another season on the radio let's see where we go then um jacob brown a well-deserved young player of the season um so there's only one category left uh which is of course who is your bad fc player of the season nominations were there for cameron mcgeehan coley woodrow Kiefer moore alex mowat ethan pinnock and adam davis most of those have been recognised in, in one sort of, you know, team of the season or the other. Um, let's just go with Kyle. Alex Mowat. Yeah, Phil, Alex Mowat. He, I suppose where he plays in that middle, a lot of legends have, have, have been formed at Mansley in that position. I'm thinking about a Hignett, I'm thinking about a Brian Howard, I'm thinking about a Neil Redfern. Alex Mowat, the next one in that line for you? Yeah, I think so. He's, he's certainly got a left foot that's on a par with Brian Howard's. It's uh, a real quality, and he, he's really brought it all together. He, he always had potential. I mean, he, he was player of the year at Leeds not yeah. so long ago. Yeah, true. You yeah. know, in the championship. So he had the potential. Last year he didn't show it. This year, boy, has he done so. Yeah, we, we should probably think, thank Bandman, shouldn't we, for selling him to us in the time that we uh, that we needed him. So, Ben, if you're listening from Tel Aviv, hey, hope, hope you're all right. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> let's do a quick preview of the Bristol City match, because it is the last match of the season. We are already promoted. Bristol City again, Bristol Carl. I tell you. <laughs> I think you got a lot of grief on Twitter for that, Carl, I'll as well. Me, I'll get me caught. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bristol Rovers. Um... It, I, listen, a lot of people say, well, you know, we're up anyway. It feels even better going up as champions, doesn't it, Phil? Got to be, haven't it? Yeah. That's, you know, one game left, why not go for it? Yeah. And let's face it, we, we, that's all we've done all season. We've just gone out there and gone for it, whatever. So, you know, we're not going for a draw or anything. We're just going, go and enjoy it. Yeah. Chris, I suppose with the our German manager at the helm, yes, they might have been out for a few drinks, well-deserved. But tomorrow will be a different day. I think he's given him 24 hours to celebrate and yeah. then to knuckle down. Um, what do you expect from Barnsley? Do you expect any changes to the team, first of all? Obviously, Jacob Brown will not be playing more than likely because of the injury. Who would you, who would you replace him with? Well, I think, I think we saw Michael uh, Stephen Barr end, end up on the right-hand side, didn't we? And we saw Kiefer go up top. I think, uh, I think that's what we'll see. Yeah. Um, in terms of performance... I expect Barnsley to be as professional as they have been all season, like Phil said, as competitive as they have been all season. And there's no doubt them boys will be going out to try and win the league. And if we have to win 7-0 to do so, then uh, I'm not banking on them not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I wouldn't put it past them. It, it's, Would you? Well, I know you're, you're the youngest one here, but it's that German mentality, isn't it? It's that German mentality of first to the swimming pool to have that deck chair by putting your towel on it, you know. First yeah. in the line for the buffet when it opens at six. And... 
he will not give in and he'll expect the players to put in as good a performance as the first game of the season um, forecast then for you uh, for me I think it's like people's put that thing on it like oh, there's nothing to play for because Barnsley promoted Bristol Rovers are safe everything's to play for and for me I'm, go- I'm going 2-0 Barnsley I think we'll keep a clean sheet yeah. and I think we'll win straight forward Chris Bristol Rovers uh, the worst home record in the league do you agree with the 2-0 that Kyle mentioned there or are you going uh, no we're going to win 9-0 and uh, <laughs> Luton will win but we'll still win the league because 9 will be enough <laughs> Yeah, it's getting Good. late, isn't it? <laughs> Phil? <laughs> I'll go for a steady 3-0 win. Steady 3-0 win. You've sensible, Phil. Come on. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Well, that does bring to an end um, this special two-hour episode of the Red Report. Many huge, big thanks to Phil Hall. Phil, thank you very much. We'll be back in yeah, a couple of weeks. We'll be talking about yeah. the Heritage back Project and Ben Mosley. My two sidekicks. No, you're our sidekick, Carlo. Chris, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks again. for having us, Carlo. Right, we're going to go up as champions. Nothing's going to stop us now. Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.